Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, guys. Happy Tuesday. Hope we're all fabulous. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode because that was some ride. Literally. We had tears streaming down our faces since that back, didn't we? Yeah, I've actually just listened to it and wow. I couldn't stop laughing and I was on the train and I felt like an idiot. Well, I was walking here and I think I was like panting down that road there. <laughs> like people must have been thinking, what is she, what is happening to that girl? I was having a fit. The second half of the podcast, <laughs> honestly, so funny. I also can't believe how many people wrote in. Then there was loads after as well. Yeah. We'll need to do like a round two, a follow-up. Oh, definitely. 100%. Anyway, we have a very exciting guest sitting with us at the moment. We do. We're so excited to intro her. But firstly, just to, before we intro um, Fiona into the podcast, this weekend I hosted a very exciting event with Soho House, Cities Without Houses. And it was at the Acid Bar. And it was actually in partnership with the Aesthetics Club, who Fiona Grant, who sat with us, is the clinical director and founder of. And it was a panel discussion with the leaders in the beauty and wellness industry discussing all things beauty, self-care and aesthetics in 2023. And Soho House were partnering with local brands that resonate with their ethos. And we wanted to get Fiona on the podcast today to give her professional advice as we chat utter nonsense most of the time. But we are both massively into skincare and beauty mm-hmm. ourselves. But we felt like we can sit here and tell you to the cows come home what to use on our skin. But we, we can't tell you the facts. We can't tell you the facts. And we wanted to do it in the safest way possible. And we thought that Fiona would be the best person to bring on the podcast today. Hi, Fiona. Hi, guys. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Yay! We've We're been so excited. excited to have you. So excited. So how you been? You are expecting? I am very much expecting. Yeah, I am good. I am 28 weeks pregnant with baby number two. Oh, so congratulations. I am feeling large but I'm good I'm also feeling good so yeah I'm excited and did you enjoy Saturday yeah I loved it It was so nice I felt just so proud of um like the clinic afterwards and it was so nice yeah to sit alongside all those bosses you included Jess it was so lovely um and uh, I just thought great to hear everybody's thoughts and their expertise yeah loved it went really well well I was there and I felt very inspired by you lot 
it was a very, do you know what I will say is, it was a small group of like, what, 44 people there, wasn't yeah. it? And I felt like, I know I was hosting, but I, I could see everybody. And nobody had their phones out. Everyone was really engaged in the conversation. There was so interesting what everyone had to say because we had Jamie Genevieve, yeah. who was um, talking all things beauty and all about owning a business, Vive. Yeah. We had... Steph Wall. Steph Wall, who was the owner of Carly Collective yeah. Yoga Studio. Yeah. She was incredible, wasn't Loved she? Loved her. I was obsessed with her. I couldn't yeah, stop I was quite like, mesmerised by Me her. Me too. I was like, oh my God, I love you. You are so wise and calm and I want to be everything that you are. Um, <laughs> she was such a babe as well. Yeah, loved her. And she was like, just breathe. I was like, I know okay. she kept saying that, take a minute a day and we're all like, okay, <laughs> do whatever you tell me to do. And then there was Kerry Major, yeah. who was the nutritionist. Yeah, she was fab. I thought like really interesting as well when she was linking in things like, like her gut brain and things like that and I, things that you know a little bit about but I was like oh that does make so much sense she just yeah. really simplified it and yeah I just liked I liked well when she was saying like you have to why do you think about what you can add into your diet instead of like I think women Cutting are so hard, hard on themselves they're like what can we cut out what do I need to get rid of all my treats all my nice things like all my wine and she was like no what can you put in like try and add first the goodness and then the yeah. bad bits will slowly start to take themselves yeah. away yeah, loved her. She was great. It was brilliant. Yeah, she said everything in like a more positive way. She did. Loved every second of it. Very inspiring, it was, it uplifting was, day. It was a lovely event. Mm -hmm. So Fiona, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industry and a little bit about the Aesthetics Club, please. Yeah, sure. So I am a nurse by trade and um, I went to uni in Glasgow and then when I qualified, I moved straight to London and worked at King's College Hospitals, so worked in like trauma and surgical receiving. It's a very busy, fast-paced environment. And I loved it, and I really enjoyed where I was, but I always, uh, around about the same time as qualifying, so I must have been about 21, I had lip filler for the first time. And I can remember the nurse doing it, saying like, oh, would you ever be interested in this? And I thought, yeah, I, w I definitely would. And I just had always been really interested in beauty and skincare, and I guess, aesthetics was just more of a natural progression yeah given my background being medical and so when I was working as a nurse I then decided to do beauty therapy which is kind of the wrong way around to do it to do it but I just wanted to make sure that it really was something that was for me and that I, I did love skin as much as I thought I did so I, I did it alongside I did the training alongside um my nursing and then I begged and begged and begged my dad to pay for me to go on a beginner's dermal filler course and I paid him back 50 pounds a month for honestly about 10 years <laughs> and um, I did that and then loved it I absolutely loved it the woman who was teaching the day said to me this is going to be your job you're really good at it and I can remember so clearly and thinking oh that's so nice but kind of like maybe she says that to everyone and um, I just really loved it. It just kind of went from there. So I just used to, every Christmas, birthday, it's always saved up to do more courses and more courses. And these courses are normally only maybe like two day courses or a day course that you do. So continue to do more of them. And then I also then moved into the private sector of nursing. So I moved from a hospital setting to a private GP practice. And I was the lead um, nurse there which was great and it was like really fun and really like we had such, honestly the stories I could tell you guys, <laughs> um, we had such such good patients in. 
and um, but it wasn't at all aesthetic. It was still very medical based. And then I was asked to interview for a job, which was at a private members club. So this place was called Grace Belgravia, and it was based in Knightsbridge. Wow. And um, sounds what fancy, it, doesn't it? <laughs> it was super fancy. <laughs> and I got asked to interview for a job there as their lead nurse. And when was this? So this must have been like two thousand and fourteen. Okay. Yeah, about 2014, and I went for the job interview to a, a, a very snazzy pay, place, went in and saw Elle McPherson, and I was like, this is the place for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I accept. Um, and uh, basically there, they had a lead GP who's apothecary to the Queen, like, all just next-level fancy stuff. Uh, but their ethos was that they had everything that women would need under the one roof, so they had nutritionists, personal trainers, therapists, obs and gynae doctors, GPs, functional medicine. We had an infusion lab. They had a spa, which just had the most incredible treatments. Like practitioners that were world famous would come and have like residencies there. And then they had super amazing events, just like hosted such exciting things. And then they also wanted someone who could do a little bit of aesthetics. So I did a lot of machine-based treatments there and like Botox and fillers. And I also did um, IV therapy. So we did lots of different infusions, but then I also worked with the doctors. So I would do blood tests and other things that they needed me yeah. to do. So it was a really varied role and I loved it. And again, really interesting clientele. Just, yeah, great. Could write a book about all the stories, but <laughs> I'll save that. And um, I worked there and when I was there, I did what's called my nurse, your nurse prescribing. So. Basically, it gives you the same rights as a doctor in your medical remit. So I did that, which meant that I could prescribe drugs for patients if it was in an area which I was okay with. So like I could prescribe Botox for someone or I could prescribe a vitamin infusion for them okay. if they needed that. So that gave me a lot of freedom within my role and then whatever I wanted to do next. So I worked there for a long time and I loved it, but... After a while, I wanted to start to try and do my own thing. There, they needed me full-time, so there wasn't an option of cutting down my hours. So I then moved to Skin, which most people know it's like SK, oh, yeah. semicolon mm -hmm, in. Yeah. And I was became... Was based down south? Or? Yeah, so yeah. this was all in London. So I became their lead nurse for London, which was great. Wow. And um, it was just so much experience, which I loved. Like I did do injectables before, but... It wasn't, that wasn't all I was doing. Whereas when I went to skin, I did, it was just this conveyor belt of patients to practice on really. Yeah. It was just constant. And, you know, they're not looking for me, but they were, they, they trust the brand, which was great. Mm -hmm. So I got a huge amount of experience at skin, but quite quickly cut down my hours. And then I was asked by a friend if I wanted to work at a place called Cosmetic Courses as a trainer. So I then started to train doctors, dentists and nurses in aesthetics two days a week. And worked at skin two days a week and then I thought I might as well try and do my own do thing my own one thing, day a yeah. week so started to do that and it just built really quickly which was lovely so then began to cut down my hours working for anyone else I stopped working for skin entirely and just focused on my own client base and then became a clinical lead for cosmetic courses so I was one of their lead trainers and then also doing my own thing at the same time which was great so that was still in London. So I continued to do that up until 2020. And then 
I was kind of I was looking for a bigger premises at the time I was just renting in a it was another massive clinic but I just rented space and you yeah. paid like a percentage towards receptionists and things like that and it was great it was all really easy so I did that and then had cosmetic courses as well but I'd been looking for my own place for a while I'd had two fall through for various reasons but was still on the hunt found out I was pregnant and you were looking, happened. was this down south? You were still looking all back yeah, up here? Yeah, uh-huh. I had no what, plan so not, at all not to if move. What, so was your first? Yeah, clip. yeah. Didn't know that. So I had no plan to move back to Scotland. I had met my husband there and we were living in Islington, having a lovely time. Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, and then found out I was pregnant and thought, right, okay, what shall we do? Will we move kind of further out of London or will we stay where we were which was like a little shoebox but they or will we move back to Scotland and I'd always kind of thought maybe if, like when kids are on the scene I'd quite like to to move back to Glasgow yeah. and weirdly Toby's dad is from Glasgow so he kind of knows it and he wasn't that opposed to the idea so decided to go to Scotland came back to Scotland and then thought yeah I better start start doing some work here but then also had this huge client base in London which I'd built up over like four years so was like I don't want to lose that, and I don't. I, I, also, I had no client base in Glasgow, so I was like, I need to. I never knew this. Yeah, I was like, I need to kind of figure <laughs> out how how this is going to work. So I guess COVID made it weird in that the option of working was taken away anyway. But we had our little girl Olive, and then how what a cute name by the way. I know. Way. I was just thinking. That. <laughs> I know. Olive. We're trying to pick a boy name now, and I'm like, nothing's as good as Olive. <laughs> um, so then we she was born in the middle of june and then in london things opened back up i think it was like the start of july so the three of us went to london and got an airbnb and yeah i just worked like a crazy woman and toby was furloughed at the time so he just used to bring all of every three hours and just i would just feed her and he would just like wander around london um (laughs) like on dad duty so (laughs) yeah no it was it was good and and then that was like summer and then october i i got the clinic that we have now in berstein and wanted to they want it was still hunting for somewhere in london but just couldn't really find anywhere i had another one in islington that fell through because of a landlord issue and then I saw the one in Notting Hill and I was like let's just go today and see it because I was in London at the time and yeah then that was just like it worked really quickly after that um I can't believe they have a clinic in Notting Hill like that is such a big deal (laughs) I know (laughs) every time I'm like I was like those shops are so nice and they're like no my clinic whereabouts is it in Notting Hill um it's all it's just off Westbourne Grove so we're on like Westbourne Park Road so it's such a nice little bit we're at it's lovely you see so many different famous people all the time Wait, we had a Kate Moss spot the other day stop I nearly died I know you know Hannah gorgeous <laughs> Hannah that works for yes. me. she came in like so flustered guess <laughs> who's outside like go and drag her in here immediately <laughs> um, but yeah no you get such good stuff spots it's great and also just like normal people spots I'm like what do you do yeah, with your what? outfit you look so great and cool yeah I'm um, uh-huh, great for just creeping around and people watching but, yeah um, so cool and what's the split nice. that you do Notting Hill to I know obviously you're back home a lot more at the moment, but yeah. usual. So normally I go to London every Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I work in Glasgow Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I normally do two weeks, uh, two weeks, two sorry, two days a week in London, and then the rest of the time is in Scotland. Okay. And do so, you yeah. see like a big difference between your clients from London and Glasgow? Do like you know wanting what? different things or? Not really. Like I think 
everyone kind of has this thing with London that they're like, oh, I bet everyone's really demanding and <laughs> really rude and this and that. And no, I always think I have such nice clients, both in both Glasgow and London. They're they're lovely. And I think you kind of attract, I guess, what you put out there. I would say I am like, mm, I'm, I'm like, am I young? I'm a middle-aged child. No, anyway, <laughs> like 30, my, a lot of my clients are similar ages. that They're in their 30s and, you know, working away at their careers and kind of doing the same sort of things in life and I feel you kind of I seem to I don't know that I seem to have a lot of that in my clients yeah. so they're just quite nice normal girls that yeah. are like working away and you know going on That's nice fun. holidays and going out for dinner and doing all the usual stuff but yeah they is there tend... a lot of competition down there would you say with other clinics in the area or yeah there definitely is like I think in London that is definitely our biggest challenge is that there is just far more choice and there's also I think there's lots of people that are doing it well as well, whereas I think maybe in Glasgow it's more limited. You've maybe not got quite as many options that you would mm-hmm. think yeah, that feels like a good idea to go like to Harley them. Harley Street and everything down in London, haven't you? Totally. But I, I think it's worked well for me in the fact that I had that first because now I, I don't even think of the competition. There's no point. There's too much yeah. to consider. I think of like... I think of a hairdressers, there's hundreds, but if yeah. you're good, you're going to do well and your, your diary yeah. is going to be busy. But there definitely is. There's big clinics that have way bigger budgets and you know they like they also have brand association like you could go to Barbara Strum's clinic you could go to Face yeah. Gym you could go to like Skinny Skinny Sis I can never say it but like 111 Harley Street there's yeah so many good places to go and a lot of the time looking at those treat the treatments they offer like we do that or we do that we do it better but it's just it's brand awareness it's yeah. just getting mm-hmm. people to know you and know that you're there and and trust that brand and I also think if you're happy with something, you're a lot like like it. It's hard to move, I think, and I get it. Like yeah. aesthetics, hair, nails, all these things are important. If you're with someone and you're happy, why would you? Yeah, exactly. Why would you change yeah. it? But it is it. It's more the challenge now is getting people mm. that see me to see our other injectors. And I do think it's all about going to somebody with enough experience, the right profession, and who you trust. Because I think with me there was a real misconception with anything to do with injectables. Like I'm massively into skincare, and we'll talk about that in a moment, but when it came to Botox and fillers, I'll hold my hands up. I wasn't ever against any of my friends having it at all, but for a long, long time, I felt like Botox was, um, you know, when you, I felt like I looked like someone like Jackie Stallone. Mm-hmm. Like I thought if I had that, I would walk out. I'm not saying she's bad, but I felt like I would, that's really what I would look like, yeah. million percent. And I had no idea about going to the correct person, the wrong person, whatever. Like some of my friends used to go to things called Botox parties mm-hmm. and it would just be like a beautician doing it in the back room and they'd be drinking Prosecco. And I just thought that's what you did. And I'd never had it until I was 30. And then when I had had it, I was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Yeah. It's just like such a taboo subject. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. So can people you... People just don't want to say they've had anything done. Like people want to say, no, this is how it actually looks. Yeah. But that's why people have the wrong, like, opinion or thoughts on it because it doesn't actually, if you go to the right people... Yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. It doesn't actually change the way you look at just tweaks little things. Yeah. Because, for example, like, I'd had Botox for about uh, 12 months before I'd even said anything to Richard. And I thought, I'm going to... It's none of his business what I do, to be honest. But then I did say to him, <laughs> I'm going to go and have Botox, knowing I'd already had it. Mm-hmm. And he was like no, don't, like, please don't, you'll look... So I was like, well, I am, and whatever. And he was like, okay, well, you do you. And I was like, well, it's weird, funny enough, because I've been having it for over a year and you've had no idea. 
And he was just like, oh, he just, for, for him, he feels like Botox is where I'm going to look completely different. Could you talk to us about like the misconceptions with Botox and the things that could go wrong and the implications or what it's helpful for? Because I know people have it in their jaw to help them with like clenched jaws. There's all different yeah. types of And reasons. also like the importance of going to... The, the, yeah, somebody that's yes. a trained, trained person. Yeah. practitioner, <laughs> not just like a beautician who does lashes and brows. That's so, illegal now, uh -huh. isn't it? No. Is it no. not? Still not? The UK is like the, the worst... Um, like there, there's no legislation in the UK for it, which is is madness. Like that, whereas everywhere else in the world there is, it's it's so strange that there doesn't seem yeah, to be the same bizarre. the same rules. And there's like a real disconnect as to as to why the the best reason I can think of is the amount of money that non qualified practitioners bring into like pharmacies and the the sales of filler and things like that. You could go and buy filler. You don't need to be oh, a really? medical prescriber to buy it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I could in, inject you. I was doing correctional work for who's telling me that a travel agent did the treatment. And I'm like, what? Whoa. Like that's just terrible. No, that but must like just kill you inside. It does. And <laughs> see when I think like the amount of work that you put into to getting where you are and like I've done I've done a master's in it now. Like you do you do absolutely invest in yourself. But I think the more you do it, the more you realise absolutely, like, touch wood, I've never had any bad complications, but some of the things you see, oh my goodness, like, I helped um, two consultants from Edinburgh with a really bad complication they had, and it does make you realise, and I thought, right, okay, they're two consultants, so, so couldn't be more qualified, and but they, they worked in aesthetics only part-time, and I was helping them deal with this complication, and it does make you think, if you... We're from a beauty background and I have done beauty therapy. I, I know what you're taught in those courses. You do not know the anatomy and physiology in the right way to know where those problems are going to lie and how, yeah. and what they're going to affect and how they can affect it. I think a lot of it is people maybe just don't realise that they have to go to someone medical and someone who has that type of background. But I think it's becoming more known now and people are asking the right questions. I love if people sit down and say, yeah. Where did you train? How long have you been doing this? What's your protocols on yeah. complications? Are you a member of any complications boards? Do you do this? Do you do that? I think, yeah, good on you. Ask these questions. Mm -hmm. It's your face at the end of the day. Like, make sure you're in safe hands. But I think I've had also had a patient, she's still a patient of mine now in London. She's a solicitor. And she said, oh, Fiona, could you wax my eyebrows after this? The first time I did her Botox. And I was like, no, I don't do that. Yeah. Like, you, one, you really wouldn't want me to, but also that, that is not that is not in the same realm. That is not the same job. Yeah. So I think it That's is. so funny. It's <laughs> like, no one, you're dead smart. What? No. Um, so I think it is just educating people that yeah. you want to be in the safest hands. And lots of people will argue like, but nothing's gone wrong so far, but mm. it's when yeah. it does. Like, you I do won't. think it's definitely got better though. I think I've said this to you before, but my friend won't mind me saying this because she actually has been on this morning and everything trying to talk about this, but she had went to a Botox party and she had lip filler because she had a lip correction in her lip. She ran into a, like a fire extinguisher when she was a kid. So she tried to even out the bump. And you can Google her, her name's Rachel Napier. And the yeah. you remember, this, you would yeah. have seen this and it was, Hands down, it was the worst shocking. I've ever seen anyone's lips look. And it was to the point where she was told she was going to have to have her top lip removed. Mm -hmm. um, and basically the girl that was doing it wasn't trained and she wasn't, um, she was told to go and she, she texted saying, look, my, this is what's happened. You've hit a nerve or something. And she said, oh, just take an antihistamine. They're not trained to tell you what 
could happen if complications, mm -hmm. you know, arise. The, the other thing that's so difficult is that, so what happened there is she had a vascular occlusion, so the blood supply is completely compromised to the lip and the, and the <laughs> tissue is dying off. So yeah. that's why they're like, your lip is going to go necrotic, it's going to turn black. <gasps> that's And we're going to have to chop your lip off. That's the only oh, option that's awful. if we get to that point. But if that does happen, that can be corrected, not easily, but... but E easily easily to me you use a product called Hyalase and you dissolve the filler that's in that vessel and also you can do it under guided ultrasound so you know exactly where that filler is and you can dissolve it really mm -hmm. quickly so there is not a huge delay in blood supply and ox well, like oxygenated blood getting to the tissue of the lip but when that happens and someone one doesn't see the person face to face to realise what, what the problem is doesn't check what's called capillary refill so how quickly the blood is getting to that area the, the other problem is a beautician can't, they don't have prescribing rights, so then how do they get Hyalase, which is a prescription-only drug, to correct the problem? So I can prescribe Hyalase, and I can, but but they can buy the filler, but yeah. they can't prescribe the one mm. thing that will fix a problem with filler. Okay, right. So it makes no sense. Makes no sense, that. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't yeah. make sense. And it's not fair to clients. Clients don't know what Hyalase is. They don't know to ask that, that if that can happen. And... And it can happen, and it's awful when it does. Like, the, do you know the, that's like there will be other ones if you Google it. There's yeah, um, a really awful case of a girl's nose that wasn't that long ago, but she was like, I didn't even know. Nobody told me this problem could happen. I think, I think that is actually terrifying. But I also think people go to beauticians as well because of the price, mm -hmm. which yeah. I just think my friends back down to have get Botox for like eighty quid. No, but that's but then like, my <laughs> thing is like so. See, like Botox that I buy, it costs more than that for me to buy in. Yeah, so I'm like, that, what are they putting in your oh, face? Don't. Yeah, what is that? What? How is it so cheap? What yeah. is I that? Have, I have heard people in the past say, like, obviously people are like, what? What do you pay? Like, if you're recommending or whatever, yeah. which is fair enough. You're going to ask a question, but then they're like, oh, I can get it so much cheaper, and I'm like, but I don't know that. The more expensive to me, in a way, is exactly. kind of more appealing because I'm like, well, it must be really good stuff or yeah. it must be a really good person doing it. Yeah. I just feel like it's so important to have this conversation because I also appreciate if people don't want to do anything and age gracefully, that's that's honestly wonderful. But I do feel like there is a lot of people that do ask these questions or do do it incorrectly, and I think it's so important to actually raise yeah. awareness as to go to the right person. And I think, I think that's part of the taboo is that People see this bad work done and they think, oh, no, that mm -hmm. that's awful. Surely the better option is to just age gracefully and to just... Yeah, stay natural. You know, absolutely invest in your skincare and nothing else. Yeah. But the best work is the work that you don't know about. And mm -hmm. I would say that the majority... I would say all of my clients, you look <coughs> at them, you wouldn't know they've had something done. You'd maybe think they must have. They look great or they look really well. But that really done look, it's awful and it's ageing, if anything. It doesn't make yeah. you look any younger. Yeah. But I think part of the taboo comes from it, it, there being so much bad work out there. Yeah. But yeah, going going to someone qualified, I would also say their price won't just reflect the product; it will reflect the experience and the yeah. hours yeah, behind exactly, yeah. uh, the hours behind that. And also, if something goes wrong, you want to be in the safest hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, like Botox, people people panic about filler and they panic about Botox. Filler you can always dissolve, but with filler you could have way bigger complications that yeah. are going to be longer lasting. And Botox, Botox isn't permanent. Once it's in, it's in. So something could go wrong, mm -hmm. but that will go within three to six months. That product will have dissolved and yeah. it'll have broken down and you'll be back to the way you were before. So people say, what well, one should you worry about more? 
but I would say just worry about who's doing it who's for doing you. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had it when I was, I've only had Botox in my forehead, but I got that when I was 24. Mm-hmm. But I needed it. Like, I had, like, a really, really obvious frown line, mm. which was actually just severely unattractive. <laughs> and... It's like good, like no one knows, no one no. knew I had it. You used like, to have like all the little I tiny s- lines, didn't you? Which is just genetics, isn't it? What's that called when people just... Yeah, it's, it's, some people will just be more prone. The first time I had Botox, yeah, I was 24 as well. And, yeah. uh, do you know, people constantly ask, it, what is the right age to start it? And for Botox, I would always say, it's don't put it down to age. It's more coming down to skin quality. Like, mm-hmm. see if you're starting to get lines at rest in the skin. That's when I would say start thinking about Botox. I, if I had someone who's 18 who comes in for Botox, obviously I'm going to say, I think you're on the young side and you don't need this. But if I have someone who's around 23, 24 and they've got deep lines in the mm-hmm. skin or they've used some beds for years, their skin quality is awful, then that's when you'd maybe think, okay, there, there's clinical indication to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I would always base it more on the skin quality rather than the age. But again, I have people that are in their 30s that come in and they, they maybe don't don't really need, need it, it or yeah. else you could do with one area but maybe not two or yeah. whatever works for it but um I said that about you on Saturday actually Fiona but you're very good at saying no if somebody comes in and you you don't need the money you're just like no you don't need this yeah I think yeah like if, so, if you're saying no and this is your job this is how you make your money that's what you were saying like this is yeah. how you pay your mortgage yeah and you're saying no then trust that you yeah. don't need it take that as gospel because you could just be taking and doing anything totally yeah. i think that'll like serve me well in the wrong long run but yeah definitely if there's some if someone comes in or often i think if i went to anyone else's work and asked them a question i would absolutely trust their expertise but because there's a lot of information out there on botox and fillers and treatments people will say i really need like chin filler I'm like no, you don't and they were like no i do i do <laughs> You're like no trust me I've yeah. done this for a really long time now you don't need it so i think it's just uh, guiding them and making sure they're doing doing the right things for yeah. their face yeah. um just moving on to skincare yeah um i know that i think i wouldn't say it's so much a trend but i do believe that a lot of people are now looking more into medical grade skincare and actual skin treatments like all the facials that you offer uh morpheus eight that we were talking about saturday yeah and i do think a, a lot of people are now looking more down that route would you say that's correct yeah definitely i think there's been such a big influx and in interest in skin and people wanting that really flawless blemish free beautiful skin and a lot of that is obviously achieved not using injectables at all which is great but people are looking at what they're using at home and and what products are going to work best for them and investing and even just coming in for a skin consultation which is free but just chatting to someone who knows and can advise what's going to work best for them but we do a a huge amount of machine based treatments which I love Mm -hmm. and a lot of them will work on different things so they'll do they'll do multiple multiple things in one go like Morphe which will work on your fat contraction and and tightening the skin but also is going to work on fine lines wrinkles reducing pore size and working on the tone and the texture which is lovely so I think yeah, people are definitely more interested in it and definitely keen to do what they can at home. I think, mm-hmm. as we were saying on Saturday, COVID and lockdown has played a big part in that, but we couldn't be busier with our facials as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the hydrofacial. Be, yeah, a good time to mention that that's where both me and Jess have had a hydrofacial. Hydrofacial, yeah. And it's just unbelievable. They're so good. It's the like, best thing. I know they are, they're the best thing ever. And it's, it's the experience as well, mm. though. Like, because I've had facials before, and obviously I came in, I hadn't had a facial. Um, 
with you before. And it's not that you think you're just in, get a wee like, rub to your face and you're out, but it was like the heated bed. It was all the whole experience, wasn't like, it? Like down your neck, across Did your chest. Did you have the LED mask at the end? Yeah, just everything. And it was like the smells <gasps> in the room. I'm and sure there was like very like, like, subtle music on. Extracting all like, the blackheads. And, oh, I just love that. And I... then at the end it is like, this is what I found with your skin. Like obviously before it, what's your concerns? This is what I found. Look, this is what came out of your skin. You're like, oh. Because okay. <laughs> you see all the blackheads in the water yeah. at the end. No, it's and then grim, like, recommendations like, no. like what do you currently use? Maybe you could try this. Is but it SkinCeuticals that she uses? Yeah, um, so we use a lot of SkinCeuticals and we use a lot of Zio as well. And I love both of them. But my big thing with offering facials was I wanted to find... I wanted to create treatments that brought together the real luxury of a spa experience. But yeah. a, a spa facial, I feel, doesn't... You don't feel you're getting that much of a benefit really to your no, skin. No. Whereas with a medical grade facial, you absolutely do. But mm -hmm. places I'd worked in before, clients were lying on the bed in a really bright, horrible medical room that was cold, fully clothed, and you did their facial and they left and they paid a fortune for yeah. it. And yeah, maybe their skin looked amazing afterwards, but they weren't any more relaxed. They probably didn't really get that benefit, which could easily be achieved in an hour as well. So I thought if I could combine the that two. real luxury feel mm. of a spa well, experience you did. You definitely definitely did that. <laughs> with the results of a medical facial, then That's I thought What's that other facial though that you posted on your Instagram? No, there's, you've got three new We've ones. Three no. new ones. What was I the one I replied to your story like, of though? Oh, so there's one. Oh, you do the oh, jaw yeah, thing. It's oh my so God. nice. It's called the workout. And so the girls did training um, with this amazing woman called Get Her Instagram is Get Fit Face. And um, she is unreal, but she does lots of facial massage and that real like muscle stimulation, which is just unreal. And they work on lots of different ligaments and, and um, sculpting the fat pads of the face. And it's so nice and they do yeah, buccal massage and it's a really good if you've got a lot of tension in your jaw if you really oh. clench your teeth it's amazing I like the one you're talking so about is when I'm sleeping. the one where they're blowing the the, the oh, steam you get a steam first yeah which oh, yeah. Really that nice. one they do them so they do the steam and we have one which is called the baby face that's which the one is so nice so lovely just it uses hyperbaric oxygen therapy as well to push serums deeper into the skin so mm -hmm. you're so hydrated and plump afterwards it's lovely and then we also do one called the detox which is another one of our new ones and we do steam extraction they, they do light microneedling in it so it's really like light resurfacing which is great. And then, is that good for like acne scarring? Yeah, things? absolutely. Yeah, just, a lot of people have actually, yeah. I know we'll come on to listeners' questions, but is that a good recommendation then yeah. for acne scarring? A lot yeah, of people have learned about fab. that. And like Kerry will look at their skin and... She's amazing. Yeah, Kerry's she's great. She's so good. Shout out, Kerry. She's, oh, I know, I love her so much. She's amazing. <laughs> um, I just want always to be in her room, but honestly, you can't get in with a girl until like June now. She's so busy, love but um, she's, she's fab. But she will look at your skin and see how severe the scarring is or mm -hmm. how severe the concerns are. And she'll she'll be able to gauge how deep she should treat you with microneedling. So, yeah, she's she's amazing and wow. she knows skin inside out. Um, so just want to talk a little bit about retinols and acids. Like, I love medical grade skincare. Anything yeah. with acids, I could bathe in it. But <laughs> retinols, I'm always a little bit unsure. I did have a big, a, a few years back, especially in COVID, I was using it. But I've kind of, Fell off the bandwagon with it, yeah, and I want. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I want to mm -hmm. reintroduce it back again, but I don't know. I just the downtime with it. What products I should use? I do use Zio, as you know. Like yeah. I absolutely love Me it. Too. It's the best thing for my skin I've the ever cleanse used. Cleanse and pads. They're brilliant. I, I mean, mean, and cleanser, the cleanser, but all of them. and skin I use a bit of that now. Yeah. 
And I know it's expensive, but for me, it really does work. Totally. Uh, can you give some advice to anybody wanting to start retinols or medical grade skincare? I know because again, like I'm saying, it's it's expensive. But what would your advice be? My advice would always be buy that your skincare routine doesn't need to be more than I would say like four steps. And if you invest well, those products they last really, really well. Yeah, they last me ages actually. Yeah, months. they do. They last. You get really... about at least six months out of that cleanser. Totally. Oh my god. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. like the Zeal Retinol, honestly, I would say you get even longer out of that. And they, they, they are expensive, but they're so worth the investment. Mm-hmm. They absolutely work. And I think a lot of the problem is people are just overexcited because there is so much on offer at all times, and it is often they're influenced to, to buy a certain thing mm-hmm. or try a certain thing that's maybe not quite right for their skin. But I think, one, have a consultation with someone and they, they will make a plan. I think retinols, absolutely, they're a marathon, not a sprint. It takes a while Can to get... Can you explain get... what that is? A yes, retinol. Ab- absolutely. So <laughs> I'd love to know. <laughs> I, know. I know what it is, but I want to hear it from yeah, a professional. <laughs> absolutely. So the best way to think of it is retinoids, so as an umbrella term. So they range from a really, really weak type of retinol up to a really strong one. So if you think of like tretinoin, which is a prescription-only retinol, so you For can get... Rabacate. Is that the same about Rabacate? No, no. No, no. No. So it's just a topical, it's a retinoid but it's just topical and you can use it. You can use it if you do have acne, but also your eye could use it and right. we'd have to build up a tolerance, but the results are really good. But it's I want something some of that. I'll get you some. <laughs> but yeah, is it, you is a vitamin A? Have I got yeah, that right? Yeah. Absolutely. So they're all vitamin A products and vitamin A is a really clever product because what it does is it basically speeds up cell production. So you're going to get exfoliation, but then you'll also get collagen stimulation at the same time. So it plumps and it hydrates, but it takes a while to get there. It absolutely is a bit of a journey, I would say, with retinol. Your golden rules with it, use a good quality one. Start using it one to two times a week and very, very gradually build it up. The best time to put it on in your routine is at nighttime when you cleanse then put on your retinol and then wait about 20 minutes before you put anything else on top. So you mm. need to let that work into the skin. If you're very new to it and very sensitive, you can layer, layer it the other way and that you put like a hyaluronic acid serum on and then put it on and you're not going to get quite as aggressive a response to the product. But I would tend to say to clients, cleanse, use your retinol, wait 20 to 30 minutes and then you can put on your hyaluronic acid serum, your night cream, your moisturizer, whatever it is you want to put on afterwards. So build up really, really gradually your other golden rules that leave two centimeter gaps around the eyes, around the corner of the lips and around the corner of the nose. They're the areas that if it gets on, have you ever had retinol? Yeah, and then you have it. Oh, it's so so sore and stingy. Oh yeah, yeah. and at your nose. Well, I was putting on as a last step, so... (laughs) It's interesting. interesting, but it's just these things. Also, if you, how are you meant to know not to do that? Like, do you know people? No. people you just don't know. know. It is like niacinamide, <clears throat> salicylic acid, high. Like, exactly, I know that is it. It's it, it's a lot to navigate, and also like your your retinol. If you've got an oily skin type, amazing. You can use it on the same nights as you're using other acids. But I've got quite a dry skin. I would never dream of doing like 
a, anything with like salicylic in it and then using retinol would just be so dry afterwards mm-hmm. but yeah, but nobody knows that yeah people just totally, layer, people, layer and layer absolutely and then they're like why is my whole face falling off and <laughs> is it agony for two weeks so you need to do it gradually and you will have some who call the retinal uglies where your your skin definitely does respond to it and you'll be red and you'll be flaky and you'll be you'll be dry and your makeup doesn't sit nice but once you get through that the results are amazing. Shedding like a snake. Absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, you need to live the snake life for a little while. But it, it's worth it. And then ideally, the plan is with the retinol, you build up to nightly use. But that can take a little while to get there. Wow. Cool. And we would love to know your must-have skincare brands and then some that you avoid. Sure. Spill the tea. <laughs> if you don't mind. Spill the tea. <laughs> um, so... I love, I'll talk about ones we have in clinic and I'll talk about other ones that I love that we don't have. I love SkinCeuticals. I mean, it's completely dermatology backed, which which is fab. And um, there's so much research behind the brand. Like we get sent all the studies and for any product that they do, the amount of studies that they do just for a product is crazy. It's not even an injectable product. It's mm-hmm. just topical and they do put so much money behind the science of it, which is, which is great. I absolutely love them. And... I feel clients love them. They give great results, but I also don't feel they're super aggressive. So I don't mm. feel there's a huge amount of downtime with with um, the retinols. They also do a really great product, which is called a retexturizing activator, which some clients who either have quite a compromised skin who aren't quite ready for a retinol, that you can build them up with that. Or people who just feel they never quite get there with a retinol mm-hmm. and it's not for them they can continue to use that and you still get a really good exfoliating effect from it. So they have really nice products that I feel other brands don't have anything that matches that or anything that's similar. So SkinCeuticals is fab. I think their uh, vitamin C, which is called CE Ferulic, is the best one I've ever oh, yeah. used. I use that. It's great. Gave that, and what about the, um, I'm using the hyaluronic acid at the minute. In yeah. The- the, the, <gasps> love that lovely i put so it on nice. damp skin though is that right yeah, yeah. perfect yeah absolutely oh, smashed it get better penetration <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah no that is so nice and zeo i also absolutely love i prefer zeo for an oily skin or for an acne prone skin i think the results are amazing mm-hmm. i use it i use exfoliating cleanser myself oh, and if my skin was I love bad it so much. i know Favorite it's the best cleanser the ever so good and you do hear that it does really help people that do have breakouts like yeah it, like i was a racketeen girl yeah. quite a while ago but so my skin's never been that bad when i've ever had i went through a wee period of time when I was getting the odd one again but see since I've been using that since I got it at your clinic I've not really had a spot well you know um Holly she is on her Arakatane journey and I mm-hmm. left my Zo cleanser down at her house and she started using it she's like that is the best thing Why I've ever used whilst on uh, no, she's she's off it now. no 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 she's <laughs> on it now okay good and she was just like wow but she used the one without the beads in it yeah the so it wasn't as harsh. Right, okay. There was another one. The Not hydrating, makes, probably yeah. the hydrating yeah, one. Yeah, nice. She loved it. And she'll be needing yeah. that because she'll be dry. Yeah, she was she'll dry. She'll be dry. dry. She will be like a little desert. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, I think Zio's amazing. It, it works so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a retinol, which is my favourite retinol I've ever used, which is their 0.5% wrinkle, wrinkle and texture repair. And it's unreal. I've the results never used are, that. Oh, unreal see if someone has skin quite a thick skin that almost orange peel texture to their skin so so good so good for reducing pore size great for an oily skin it's unreal you you could actually hide in my pores (laughs) wet 
you're both great zeal candidates like you both have skin that is good for zeal yeah so i feel, feel do you remember what i came to because i'd stopped using zeal for some time and i came to your clinic it was actually april last year yeah. i remember i was so congested yeah. and i started using well i had the facial that's why uh -huh. i came and then i started using zeal again and i mean so i broke good. out a little bit in the minute because i'm hormonal but <laughs> hormone should i say but yeah i think um it is without a doubt the best thing for my skin yeah when i'm too. consistent with it anyway yeah i, I love really it. love it um, other brands I absolutely love. There's a brand called IS Clinical. I don't know if you guys have ever used no, them. No, I've never heard that. Amazing. Similar. I would say it's quite similar to SkinCeuticals, but it's it's such such a nice brand and great results. They have, all, again, quite niche products that I feel no one else really matches. Um, Drunk Elephant, Sunday Riley, all these ones. I oh, do yeah, think I they've, got, uh, they've got good products in their ranges, and I think they're good. I think if you're on a budget, you cannot go wrong with a Ven. Um, th that's a really good brand it's a french brand but it's it's a similar price point to like so it's a v e n e head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie all of us strangers starring paul muscal and andrew scott stream the new hulu original limited series we were the lucky ones with joey king and logan lerman and don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Really lovely. And La Roche-Posay, that's good. Mm -hmm. Cetaphil, all of these ones. What about CeraVe? Yeah, I love CeraVe. I feel like this needs to be my time in this episode to punt bioma. Yeah, bioma is great, by the way. Because I work for them. Do you know, I was gifted <laughs> um, some bioma and I'm loving it. I Are you? Yeah, really liking it. And I'd say I'm a tough crowd. So, yeah. Wow. No, I, think I this, love that. This I love the new deep puffing eye serum. Yeah, that's I use lovely. that every day. That is amazing. And I really I think, love the, the spray mist. I yeah, think yeah. That's lovely. I've not mm -hmm. tried that. I do think, because, um, like, the CEO, he's so into all that stuff. Like, it's not, I think, some of the kind of cheap, it's not, like, dirty cheap, but it's, like, a cheaper price point. It's more for, like, a younger consumer. He's so passionate about, like, skincare and all that kind of stuff. That Here he is. His skin's like glass. The stuff that's in it. Is what you do look. It's I'm all, not. It's I'm not Korea. just saying Maybe this. Korea, I sound like I'm. Yeah, I sound like I'm just putting it because. Um, but he actually is really passionate about it, and he has all the ingredients like on the packaging, the so it's quite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's really transparent, and yeah. you know what you're putting on it's your skin. It's all fragrance free, and yeah. I mean we have a. Um, uh, we constantly, constantly, we have people, and and we do like teen hydrofacials. We will have people in here, maybe mm -hmm. like age sixteen to eighteen, that don't have the money to spend on it, or their mum and yeah, dads exactly. are buying them. So mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of the time, Kerry or I will be like, use buy the cleanser and buy the complexion renewal pads, and go and buy a cheap 
moisturizer elsewhere yeah. because that all you need is to lock in some hydration there yeah, and exactly. it doesn't need to mm-hmm. be that you're using everything is super expensive yeah. one of the doctors who works with me in london shona is a dermatologist and she'll be the first to be like don't spend on that buy this if you can afford the amazing moisturizer from skin unreal you will absolutely love it but also you could go and buy an event one mm-hmm. and it's going to help as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just knowing the right things to invest in. I do feel like when I was using like things like CeraVe and all the brands we were just talking about, my skin was got a lot better but I think when I started using medical grade skincare it was just completely different in the sense of like the glow and my texture of my skin. That's what I saw a change. My skin was Mm -hmm. still clear before and I still enjoyed it but there's something different about using medical grade skincare, don't you think? Yeah. But uh, my sister, for example... She's 14 and she texts me because she's like, well, Jess, my skin's broke out. You know, she was using the typical um, tea tree witch stuff. from, <laughs> And I went and got a Bioma CeraVe and something else. I said, just have cleanse, tone, mo- I don't even think, I think, I think it was tone. It was cleanse, moisturize, whatever. Mm-hmm. And her skin's amazing now. And I said, send me your favorite product. What was it? And it was the Bioma oh, my, yeah. pink moisturizer, mm-hmm. just fragrance-free serum. And she loved it. And I think for us younger skin... You obviously can't be given a flipping no acids. Absolutely. Can I? No, exactly. <laughs> and I think like it's finding I think like you especially when you're a teen, if your skin's misbehaving, yeah. you go into panic mode and they'll or their parents will buy them loads of things yeah. and you don't really know what's working and what, what isn't working. But it's just finding things that will that will help but also yeah, won't damage their skin. They're so young mm-hmm. and you don't want you don't want to be using anything too harsh yeah. and it's like we have clients that say, oh, I use this, I use a BHA and I use an AHA and I use this. And I say, what do they do? And if they don't know, they just have heard these buzzwords or know yeah. that salicylic is good if you've got spots, but they don't know why it's good or they don't yeah. actually know what a glycolic acid is doing. So it's just educating people on the right time to use it yeah. and the right time not to. Yeah. And brands you brands would avoid? I don't, I don't love. So I was thinking about this and do you know, or I maybe think, products if sure, it's not Yeah, no, brands, I would say, I, I would say the ordinary. I think there's lots of good points to the ordinary in that it's quite an affordable price point and they have a huge range of products. But I've seen so many people over the years that have really damaged their skin with it. Just and layering and layering. Totally. I think it's because there isn't someone there, the consultation process isn't there in the same way mm-hmm. that it would be if you went to a skin clinic. And... I think it's maybe not quite knowing the right products, the right order, and when you're overdoing it. But we've had yeah. people that have really burnt their skin using too many yeah. acids and really damaged it. And again, because it's a affordable price point, it often pulls in a younger client base, which mm-hmm. can mean that it's people that are, don't know. They're just maybe putting too much on and damaging their skin, and you don't want yeah. it to become the point of irreparable damage. Yeah. So I would say, I would say that. L'Oreal Men's. I'm not, I feel we have loads of guys that come in and they're like, I use this one product. G- and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he uses bloody soap on his face, probably. Nothing but water. Yeah. <laughs> bit of H2O and that's it. But, um, Lucky men. Yeah, I know, right? But, I also um, feel like the thing with Ordinary is all their, like their kind of brand purpose to them is that every product is an ingredient, essentially. Mm-hmm. Whereas, really, you can combine three of them into one product. 
Right. So that's what that's probably why people are going wrong and buying five different serums because one's niacinamide, one's hyaluronic, one's whatever. Yeah. Whereas you could buy a moisturizer that's got the three in it. Right. I see what you mean. Yeah. So it's kind of. I think of... the ordinary for me is I have to thank it because. I used to love the glycolic acid toner. Very true, we did that. That was You're right. what got me into reading up about sure. ingredients, ingredients yeah. and knowing what was And what. that helped my skin like you would never believe. It was six pounds and I was like, this is amazing. I don't use it anymore because yeah. I found something better, but 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 I was the same. I got sucked in. I was like, right, because I love that product, I'm now gonna buy every I had everything from the yeah. range. And I would pile it on and that was when it was just like, okay, this is stupid. Yeah. And I stripped it right back. You don't need to have all these steps. Like as you said, like yeah. it can be like four three, four, five steps in your skincare routine. Like people got carried away at one point. Yeah. They did. And that's when I had like acne. So I was like trying loads and I was quite against like skincare in a way because I was like, it's just all I've had at this point. Yeah. I was like, cause nothing's actually helping. Everyone's just overdoing it, thinking they need to do it and nothing fucking takes the spots away. Yeah, totally. But I've learned now, you know, we live and we learn. But then I suppose that brings us on to ingredients. Yeah. What do you think are the top, or the tr- kind of trending ones? Because I see a lot in work us discussing what is like the kind of upcoming newly found yeah, ingredients that people like, will look for in a skincare product. Yeah. Do you know, I would say it's so tricky because I do I do think it depends massively on your skin type. I know you guys said think of some of your faves. You want good quality antioxidants. You want good quality ingredients. So things like vitamin C, some brands that will be called on the back of the, the bottle, ascorbic acid. What you mm-hmm. really want is L-ascorbic acid. That's the highest quality vitamin C you can get. So it, it's little things like that. How on earth is a consumer meant to know what they're looking for there? Yeah. Um, but I think go going with a reputable, reputable brand, if you don't know what every single thing on the back of the, the, the box is, that will be a helping hand and you'll know that you're you're looking for the right things. Mm-hmm. Lots of ceramides, fatty acids, antioxidants is your big one, I would say, at the moment. Everyone's interested in it. A lot yeah. of plant-based products are coming out now with, like, mushroom extracts and CBD and things like that, which... What about better-looking? Better-looking, yeah, absolutely. I love how you know that. Like, <laughs> yeah, works great. for a skincare brand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think... See, if you know that you're looking for key ingredients, you won't go wrong looking for any of them. But also, I think it's hard to get that specific for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to look at the back of the packet and think, oh, I don't know what... Those going to be maybe 20, 30 things yeah, written quite there. overwhelming. That, uh-huh, they'll think, I don't know what even any of those words are. Yeah. But I think if you, one, get someone to help you go into any skin clinic and, and someone should be able to guide you a little bit and then look for or more maybe find out what your skin is and what your concerns are and then try and get some products to match up to that and some ingredients to match up to it. Yeah. Apart from the best product ever, SPF, what uh, what is, if you were speaking to somebody, what should everybody be using? Regardless of your skin type. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, what yeah. do you think we should all be using? Absolutely. So... It's tricky because I would say SPF is your one. Yeah. The only mm-hmm. two products that are actually proven to have anti-aging properties. So reverse the signs of aging are retinol and SPF. Wow. So they're your two big Fuck, ones. we need to get onto retinol. 
I know when you get back on that, <sighs> get back think. on that train. Yep. <laughs> it, I it's mean, a journey. It is. It's full of, like, retinol is, like, I, my face is always, like, peeling. It's not just now because I'm pregnant, but my face is always peeling Bloody off. Bloody that's what it is. You know? <laughs> so can you not it's use not, retinol when you're pregnant? It's no, perfect. no, you can't use any vitamin A products when you are pregnant, sadly. But, wow. um, yeah, when I will be going full throttle when I'm not. <laughs> and kids out. Speaking of SPF. Yep. Sunbeds. Yeah, I'm getting fucked off with TikTok. Yeah, you talk about this a lot. Like, I'm mm. not really active on old TikTok, but some beds seem to be becoming almost like a trend. People are buzzing off at talking about how many minutes to go for. Like, it's almost as if, like... They're talking about this new cream. What's that? Be ta- to be tanned. Everyone's talking... I don't know if it's just my For You page, but I am, like, I cannot get over... And it's like glamour, glamifying. I think it's very important that we hold our hands up and say, I used to rinse some beds when I was young, so I am... I, um, I made that mistake and I am partial to going on it once a year before, well, I say once a year, I could go on holiday more than that. But if I was going on my summer holiday, I would go on for two, six minutes on beds and I, I would always cover my face. And I'm not saying it's good, but I can't sit here and say it's so bad when I have done it. Yeah, but, I have also done it, yeah. I'm much more aware of... But not, to glamorise it... I care it, more now about the yeah, damage. And people going on it every other day... Mm-hmm. I think, wow, these kids, like, oh, it just makes me ill. Because my skin was so bad. I had, like, bad all on my back. I had, like, these, um, mal- is it melasma? So it wouldn't be melasma, but I know exactly what you mean. It's like when you get almost like those big blotches. Uh, blotches yeah. all over. It go for months and months. Like pegmentation. Yeah. yeah. You, you just get, like, abnormal pegmentation. And you know that I, ha- I suffered from pegmentation on my top lip. Yeah. I had a sun moustache. I don't get that anymore. Yeah. Thank God. And I know that's because I've taken time to obviously avoid putting my face in the sun and use SPF and all the vitamin C. But can you give some advice to... Yeah, I guess the question is how bad is the damage that happens and... To reverse it. <laughs> is it reversible or once it's done, it's done and you're shaking your head and I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically, if you're using sunbeds, stop it. It is so bad for you. Um, especially see you guys you both have more of a sallow skin like see someone who, like me who's pale and ginger it is so dangerous for you because mm-hmm. you're so prone to burning anyway so with sunlight so you have UVA and UVB UVA ages you and UVB burns you from natural sunlight it is 95% UVA so we're protecting against aging there mm-hmm. and a little bit of burning if you're somewhere hot we're going the, the, the UVB is going to be stronger mm-hmm. But on a sunbed, you've got no way to gauge how much UVA and UVB you're getting. So right, you don't okay, really yep. know what you're having to protect your skin against. But even in terms of skin cancer, it increases your risk of developing melanomas by about 25%. People that use skin uh, sunbeds are 20% more likely to have skin cancer in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's so but it also just ruins your skin and you spot it a mile off yes it will look great when you're in your 20s but honestly in later life you will regret it so much but and there's the damage is done and it's irreversible and the pigmentation damage that will come pigmentation of often doesn't present at the time but it will present down the line so at our age if we had bad pigmentation that's probably from some sun damage in our childhood so yeah you don't know what's happening under the surface. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen like those lights that you can go under and it shows yeah. you all the UV damage? Yes. I don't know if I could simply ever do that to myself. I know. Well, my mum has got really bad uh, is it the sunspots on yeah. her face and she's really conscious about it now. She's getting older and she wanted to go for peels and everything, but it's the one thing she's regrets 
she, had, she had no education really back then about yeah, it. Yeah, there, and there wasn't. And I mean, I I absolutely had been for some. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm the palest ginger on the planet, <laughs> but I had been for some beds when I was younger, yeah. uh, hoping that you would become somehow a tan person, and that just <laughs> definitely didn't happen. So we've all done it, but I think it it blows my mind that they still exist. That some beds are still are still a thing. But yeah, a lot of people do say it's, that. Don't it's they? so dangerous, and I think. It's one of those things that people take. People taking them nose sniffer things and getting more Milano, mm, Milano tan. Mm-hmm. But that you can inject that and you're like bum. People put it in. You can nasal sprays, like even just the creams. I've heard there's like some pen thing now. No idea what that does. Surely that must fuck you up. Yeah, there's a lot of well, questions. What are you putting <laughs> questions around your like body? how your liver liver metabolizes it? Mm. And I was oh. thinking, oh, no, just get a spray tan or use fake tan. I know. I also feel lux. like you fake looks. Another pun. <laughs> I also feel like, again, not just saying it, but fake tan has like evolved so much from what it used to be. Yeah. Like now you can get all these products that do actually look natural or almost natural if you're decent enough at applying it. Like stick a wee gradual tan on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Wee face drop on your moisturiser. I also think, I know it's probably going to be a lot of people listening to this that do use some beds, but I think people look dirty. Don't you think? I think you can uh, Milano tan. You can tell from a that's mile what off. I mean. Yeah, sorry. You're almost like, like yeah. You're like <laughs> you're, you're are, not yeah. you're not a natural. You're not a color that any human goes without yeah. doing something like that. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not obvious. a healthy glow. No, it's not a healthy no. glow. <laughs> it's not a healthy glow. I also do like I'm one that when I'm on holiday, if I'm not getting a good tan, it really bothers me. Yeah, I'll hold my hands up and I'll admit it, especially when I'm with Jason because he tans really really well, but. I've lost my chain of thought. Oh, my chain of thought is, why are we actually that bothered about looking tanned? <laughs> you, but I think that I, I It's more of a healthy glow you if want. You look, if you're tanned, oh, honestly, as a pale person, you look a million You do look better. so much better. No, I mean, <laughs> I wear tan all the time. It, but it if changes you. you're not burning you. yourself. See, on holiday, like you guys, you you will take a tan, definitely mm-hmm. yeah, have definitely that type do. of skin. That's absolutely fine. As long as you've got SPF on, you will Protecting, still tan with yeah. the SPF on. Absolutely. But it's meaning you're not, you're reducing the risk of damage to your skin. So yeah. just wearing an SPF on your body on holiday and your face as well, but you're reducing your less, your, your risk of developing um, melanomas by it's 40% and reducing your risk of skin cancer by 50% just by wearing SPF. And that's ranging from like factor 15 up mm-hmm. so I'm, I say to every client make sure you've got factor 50 on your face yeah. but even if you've got factor 15 on your body and you're someone with a sallow skin and you tan and you're not burning great that that's absolutely fine to do that and people say like oh but that's the same with a sunbed I don't burn on it but it's you're not knowing what your body's exposed to and it, mm-hmm. it, it's such that it's that intensity that's yeah. so bad for you. We never go to somebody again. No. Can we talk a little bit about 2020 or 2022 trends so much? The whole, what do you see as the trends in 2023 or what can you see people having? And what do you think about the t- trends in 2022 such as the fox eye and tear trough and yeah. all that? <laughs> so I would say I would say tear trough is a pretty constant one. Like that's been around for a long time. And Has it's, it? Is if it's clinically indicated, the results can be amazing. I do a huge amount of it, but again, you it needs to be the right patient. A lot of people aren't suitable for it. If you hold any fluid under your eye, you're not a good candidate for it because filler pulls fluid towards it. It's going to make the eye look even more puffy and edematous. With um, the fox eyes and the thread lifts, I don't love threads anyway they seem to do the rounds I always think they kind of appear every couple of years and then die a death again 
they're not particularly long lasting. You need to, if you do them, you need to go to someone who is doing them non-stop. I've seen some really bad complications with them and you, you need someone who knows their anatomy. So absolutely only go to um, a medical professional for them. With like the fox eye, I think like people think, oh, I'm going to get a really good brow lift with this. And you do get a bit of a brow lift to an extent, but so many of them are done. You'll have seen so many with that big puckering like above the brow, oh, yeah. which which stays. And also the nerve damage that can happen here is just horrendous. You can end up like this. And no. it's, it, I would say it's not worth it. Either do a Botox brow lift or you can also lift the brow by putting a little bit of filler under the brow here. It works really well just to help to lift the brow. But I would say the risk doesn't outweigh the benefit and also with threads your worries are like that they burst or that they migrate or that you just get a really poor end result and you don't see that much yeah. benefit from them so I don't love them I wouldn't say it's worth it and I think like things like people are like oh yeah my eyebrows are gonna look like Bella Hadid if I do that and they're not like, Bella Hadid. Sur uh, sur <laughs> surgical brow lift go that is what that is like it just is madness honestly also like a lot of people's people that get these fox eye situations their eyes look shut can i just say that <laughs> like how how are they this small gap that they have how it, are they seen it through looks that? it does look like as if yeah. their eyes puffed out and it's they've got a tiny wee slit to look through i don't know if you had it be fucked <laughs> rude what do you sorry what do you mean by that because you got little pea eyes I'm, right, I have a thing about my eyes, right? Because I'm confused because Yeah, but you're say, sexy, I think. No, people say I've got big eyes, but then you're saying I've got pea eyes. You have big eyes, but they're like... As soon as I smell, they're goner. They're what would you say they're like, the shape? Big smile. <laughs> <laughs> You'll do that deliberately. <coughs> the smile. That's what I say to you when I say, go on, do the smiles. And you do the whole sexy little so tiny sexy. eyes. Interesting. Right, okay. Fiona, we're going to go into some listener Q&As. Best skin prep for a lead up to a wedding. Oh, if they sweet. want to look like the best glowing version of themselves. We do loads to the point we've actually just introduced bridal packages where they save like £200 per package because we, we see so many brides. I would say hydrofacials are unreal. Oh, 100%. Something like Profilo or Nucleophil is great, like a beauty booster, injectable. A little bit of Botox does absolutely help, but get get your facials in and get your skincare nailed. If you're not interested in injectables, absolutely fine, do that. Yeah. We also do a treatment called Forma, which is a radio frequency lifting facial, which is amazing. You can tie that in with a hydrofacial and it's, it's fab. And just that. quickly about Profound and Profilo, because I know a lot of people because I speak about that a lot and I love it. Can you just explain quickly what that actually is? Yeah, absolutely. So Profound is more of like a mesotherapy treatment, I think. I don't do it. I think it's, is that the one we have lots of tiny yeah. little, is that, so it's mesotherapy um, that that one is. So that's like a vitamin and mineral, I assume, um, multi-injection treatment. Whereas Profilo, what you're doing is you're injecting five key points of the face with a very high quality hyaluronic acid. So same thing that a filler is made up of, same thing that you'll see on moisturizers and things like that. It's just injecting the skin rather than put on top. Absolutely. So it's going underneath the skin. So it's coined an injectable moisturizer. It's going to plump and hydrate the skin. Really good for fine lines and wrinkles, just giving an all over glow and just making your skin look really dewy. Wow. Stunning. Um, another one, loads of people asked how to even skin tone, mainly like dull down redness. Yeah, so... I have really red skin naturally. We do a treatment called Lameca, 
which is three times stronger than IPL. So it works really, really well to take away any vascular or pigmented lesions. So great for that sort of general redness that people get sitting along the mid face here. Really good for thread veins, really good for pigmentation. It's coined the filter facial because it just takes everything away and really evens out the skin tone. Sounds bloody great. And would that work for like rosacea as well? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Love that. What about the dark eye circles without the tear trough or without any sort of filler or any just yeah. treatments that Sleep. can help with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, don't have no problems. alcohol, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of that can't be helped and it will come down to genetics. So mm. the skin under your eye is ten times thinner than skin anywhere else on your body. So and underneath your this area here is very vascular. So that's got a real purple hue to it. So it can make under the eyes look quite dark. There's a treatment which isn't injectable, but it's not as intense as a filler, which is called nucleophil, which we use a lot for under the eye, which mm -hmm. is really good for brightening under the eye area. Other than that, it's skincare, it's facials. There's there's no miracle cure for it. You can't bleach under the eye, sadly. There's but nothing. a concealer. It's yeah, a shame. <laughs> exactly. Get a good concealer. Um, thoughts on Roaccutane? I think Roaccutane is amazing for what it does. There's very there's only one other drug that i think does similar for those of, that for anyone who doesn't know racutane is a vitamin a medication that you would take if you have severe acne and it completely dries you out and it really dries the oil up so, so if you've got that oversupply of oil you you won't have that anymore your skin will be super dry but it will clear your acne um with it there's quite a lot of side effects that aren't lovely it can affect mood. You can't get pregnant while you're on it. You have That's to sign right, to yeah. say that if you do you fall pregnant, pill, you, you? You, you'll, you would have an abortion. Now most dermatologists will ensure you're on the pill if unless yeah, there's a medical be. reason for you mm -hmm. not to be. That's crazy. Um, so it is quite an intense drug to be on and also because it is so drying, like your eyes will be really dry, up your nose, did you find that? Like I had a lot of people get severe nosebleeds, but I actually didn't get the bleeds, but I got a bloody nose so anytime I woke up or blew my nose or anything it was full of dry blood yeah. like I almost feel like I have still if I'm picking my nose we all do it um I almost feel like I've still got like a almost as if I've had a tough bit that's never gone away but I know sure. it's not there but I don't know if it's just me that thinks yeah. it is but th that was bad yeah the side effects can be really long lasting as well like people yeah. can be off it for such a long time mm -hmm. and they still feel that they have this drying effect from it and I mean years that people can feel that. Yeah. There's a drug now which is called spironolactane, which has a lot of similar. It's not so it's not similar similar to roaccutane, and that it's not just designed for acne, but the results are very similar. So there's a dermatologist that I refer to in London and called Dr. Brazzini, who's incredible and she works at the Marlebone Clinic, but she often now puts patients on spironolactane because it doesn't have as horrible side effects as racutane, right. but it's still very, very good at treating, treating acne. It's a lot newer. So with some dermatologists, they maybe will just continue to use racutane yeah. so they know mm -hmm. it better, but it's worth asking about if you are looking at going down that, the yeah. racutane route to see if it's, it's something that can be used. I do think the one thing I'd like to say about it is obviously everyone's different. I was only on it for four months and like I really didn't struggle at all. Yeah, I had quite dry lips and it was great. I didn't need to ever wash my hair because it was so dry. <laughs> and like the nose situation and whatever, but if you can handle that or even if you're scared, if you're off 
you're, if you're put off before even going to see about it, don't be because it really changed my life. Yeah, your skin's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I would say, and I also think that I have patients all the time that I refer mm-hmm. to dermatologists for it. And I think it absolutely does what it says on yeah. the tin. Like it, it will fix your skin. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's better as well if you have adult acne, which is what I had, because I didn't have bad skin at all during school. Mm. Nothing, I was literally like 22, 23 when I got it. And I think that feels in a way even worse yeah. because, I mean, I didn't have it at school, so maybe it doesn't. But it came out of nowhere and I was like, what am I going to do about this? And I'll even post like my B&A on the stories because it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. And um, Fiona, this is a good question, actually, because this is happening to a lot of my friends now. I'm like in my 30s, but a lot of my friends are experiencing adult acne. And is it true something like your hormones do a cycle every 10 years or something, and this is why it comes back? Why are people getting acne I mean, in, there, as an adult? Like, there's so many different theories to it. And, uh, do you know, there, there's lots of things that could contribute to it. Mm. Like, hormones are, are a huge one. If you have low estrogen and low progesterone, then that can really affect your skin. If you have high um, androgen hormones, then you have a much higher chance of having having adult acne and like things like PCO like polycystic PCOS, over, yeah. ovary syndrome and, and things like that. It can be stress, it can diet. be diet, mm-hmm. it can be all of these things. Health's a big thing, isn't it? Absolutely. And also I was listening to a dermatologist speak recently and they were saying people say like I've had loads of chocolate this weekend and now I've got spots on the Monday. Things that show up on your skin can be from the last three months. So mm-hmm. You'd, it's very difficult to pinpoint what it is like yeah. to, to see if it's a dairy allergy to see if it is PCOS to, to, to pinpoint what is causing it is really difficult and it's one of these things I don't think there is a definite answer as to why like with hormone cycles and things it definitely could be something that contributes to it but I think it is difficult to pinpoint the exact thing but I do also think it's on the rise I feel now I see even more adults see? with mm-hmm. bad skin than pollution as well <laughs> absolutely like in london i, I, I get that a lot yeah like, i have bad or, skin in london people oh that God. have moved from outside london to london and they're like, my skin's gone crazy yes. and it is it's just all of these like free radicals that you're exposed to that you weren't before it was yeah. awful when i lived in london my hair the water know, the water rubbish oh my god rubbish, it was, my hair was so bad london Same. i've got um one last question that i think we could end on yeah and it's like kind of shits and giggles a wee bit, but I would love to know what your answer is to this because maybe I'll prove a lot of people wrong. Does squeezing spots actually cause you scarring, marks, redness, or did someone make that up? So it's a bit of both. Like there is definitely, like extraction is a thing and it should be a thing. See if you've got a big white pussy spot and you squeeze that and get the pus out mm-hmm. of it fine the problem lies and when people pick and over squeeze and are trying to pick things that don't even have a head on it okay well i also do that but i'm not walking around with a white head <laughs> everyone please squeeze that or i'll squeeze I'll, I'll honestly i'll happily squeeze it for you you can like extract a white head but also i would say uh, do you know my advice still to patients is don't pick anything just leave it yeah. and come and see someone to do it properly or like a hydrofacial yeah. machine mm-hmm. they can do that can do it for you and it'll suck everything out without damaging the skin around it mm-hmm. but especially someone like me with a pale skin if you are squeezing spots you're you, you will be left with that hyperpigmentation yeah. afterwards yeah. Yeah. that post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation that redness and it's a pain it takes so long to go yeah. but things like your retinols your salicylic glycolic acid to get all those things in your routine. I do think like vitamin C's mm-hmm. really helped me brighten my skin, my my dark circle, uh, my dark top lip, and all that. But I have to 
say though, Zoe, I've definitely got scarring on my cheek from picking spots because I got right in there mm. and I've, I've No, I mean, I do it. too, but I just I just thought I'd fling that one in there. And, but <laughs> what I have actually, I'm much better now and I feel like if I start to see anything coming, see by making sure I definitely properly cleanse with that Zoe, use the pads, it doesn't really, it very rarely comes to anything It's now. so true. Like it, it really, it's as if it just dries it and takes it away yeah. overnight. Yeah, if I have so a spot coming out, I just put that pad on and I don't, it doesn't ever It doesn't come. come. No. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Magic stuff. So anything with salicylic acid in it, what it's dropped. So salicylic acid targets the P bacteria and acne. So like that, if mm -hmm. something is brewing away, that salicylic is going to get to work, target that bacteria, and then that spot doesn't really get to fruition. Wow. Wow, well, that's I so feel fantastic. so knowledgeable now. And we need to get on retinol as soon as we get home. Good age to start retinol, 25, would you say? Yeah, I would say around about that. That's always sort of God, the number that's, that's thrown out there. And um, yeah, I think a good time to start it. But I also think if after a couple of months it doesn't seem to be agreeing with you, you find it too drying, too irritating, there are other things that you can try and use. Yeah. Fab. Thank you. So can we also just everyone say... has to go see Fiona. Yes, they do. <laughs> can they can, uh, we'll, we'll do all the tags on the stories, but um, yeah. Notting Hill if you're down south. And Bears Day in Glasgow, if you're up here this way. Yeah. Lucky for you. But can we just say that we're, uh, well, I've been munching on uh, Fiona's mum, Vivian, made us the most incredible Easter bake box I've ever seen. <laughs> can you just say what your mum inspired these cupcakes? Oh my goodness, again? they're from like her new snazzy cookbook she's excited about. But they are for people who love to lick the bowl because it's apparently the icing tastes like that cake mix. <gasps> but it's all baked, it's not, it's not raw. We need to encourage her to actually do these boxes and sell them. I know, so, yeah, so delicious. We'll oh God, be posting... Look at the, look at the actual... <gasps> it's colourful Colourful sponge. We'll be posting a picture of them and we'll be saying, would you all like to have a box of these? And then <laughs> we'll get your mum. Yeah. See how many orders yeah. we can get. Yeah. Yeah. She would Absolutely. love it. for at the bottom. <gasps> right, well, I'm going to well, watch this. Thanks so much, Fiona. Not at all. Thanks for having me. That was amazing. Really amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Thanks, guys. I can't wait to come back. I'm actually in with you quite soon. Are you? Yes. I'm booking in for that facial soon as well. Same. I'm getting in there. could just live in there with you. I know, me too. I just live in Katie's room. Well, thank you so much, and we hope everyone enjoyed the pod and you enjoyed coming on as our lovely guest. I did. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anyway, guys, we'll see you next Tuesday. We hope you loved it. Bye. Bye. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.